and amen. The world doesn't like the blood. But we wouldn't be here had it not been for the blood. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus that gave me a new start. Washed my sins away. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I can't believe in God to show up and show out. I said, I can't believe in God to perform. I can have church by myself, but I think if we all get on the same page, God, whatever you want to do, I want to be a part of it. Yeah, hallelujah. Hey, my friend, if you'll move, God will move. Yeah, hallelujah. A few more of those would do us some good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I just, I just believe if we showed up tonight and we took the effort and the energy to get here, then we ought to get something from it. And I believe God is going to help us tonight. We'll heed the Word of God. There's... Many of us that can leave change tonight. Amen. The book of 1 Kings chapter 18. I'm going to step on to something that was built, has been building over these past few services. Your pastor touched on it this morning. He touched on it last Wednesday night. And, and I was, I was kind of getting antsy because God had, told me I needed to preach this particular word, but it's all about timing. You know, revival is about timing. You have to work in order and get what God has. If I had preached this last week, we might not have been ready for it. But I believe tonight is the night that God wants us to hear it. And if we'll heed it. He said this morning, when we start pulling, it's not just going to let us pull it away. It's going to put up a resistance. Hear me tonight. There's some people in this building that it's been a long time since you felt liberty. It's been a long time since you just, you got loose in the Holy Ghost. Can I just tell you, I prayed today, this afternoon, that a spirit of liberty would fill this building. That means every chain has to break. That means the fetters have to be loosed. That means you walk out of here different than you came. It's going to happen. I believe it. I speak it by faith. First Kings chapter 18, verse 42. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked, and he said, There is nothing. Somebody say, Nothing. Nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, 
prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. The Bible says, he told him, go look out there towards the sea. I want you to tell me what you see. And he came back and he said, there is nothing. I feel the Holy Ghost. Here's what I'm going to preach tonight. How to get something out of nothing. How to get something out of nothing. Come on, if you'll hear the Word of God tonight, and you'll heed the Word of God, you're going to walk out of here different than you came. If you're ready for it, I want you to lift your hands to heaven right now. I want you to begin to prepare your heart, Lord Jesus. I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice. God, I pray a spirit of liberty would be loosed upon these people. I don't care where they're at right now. I don't care what they're facing right now. I don't care what the mindset is right now. I pray they would leave different than they came. Let them heed and let them obey the word of God. We thank you for what you're going to do. And everybody claps their hands. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated today. How to get something out of nothing. Now, before I go any further, it is imperative that you understand my title. Because there is another phrase similar to this that's floating around this world. And that is how to get something for Nothing. And indeed, there is a very big difference. How to get something for nothing is the motto of the masses, if you please. Because the lines have been blurred between earn and entitle. Earn indicates effort. Entitled indicates arrogance. And there are people all over this world that want big paychecks but few hours. They want nice homes with no note. They want new cars with no strings attached. They want designer clothes and name brand with somebody else's money. In essence, they all want something for nothing. Society today is plagued with all sorts of individuals that think that they are entitled to certain benefits that other people work hard to achieve. Their minds are warped into thinking that the stance they take is the norm. Hear me, there is a difference in saying I want something for nothing and I want to get something out of nothing. There is a difference. The difference is one word, effort. Effort. Sitting in this building today, perhaps you or your parents or your grandparents grew up with not a lot of material goods. 
In fact, if you do a study across the board of many people who are what we would call successful people, they did not come from wealthy families. They did not come from the right part of town, or they didn't have this, or they didn't have that. By the world's standards, they had nothing, and they were nothing. But they decided to get something out of nothing. They decided to turn their situation around. They decided to do something about their current status, and they put forth the effort. They put forth the effort to get to the level that they desired to get. They turned nothing into something. Scripture is clear regarding how God feels about people putting forth effort. Bible says, if any man provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worth worse than an infidel or an unbelieving person. You see, the principle is this. God honors effort. In every area of our life, it should not be that we sit back and wait for someone else to do it. I find within the framework of the church these two mindsets. You have some people that want something for nothing, and you have others that are willing to get something out of nothing. Difference is one word. Some people are willing to put forth the effort it takes to have a move of God. Some people are willing to do whatever it takes to get to that next dimension, to get to that next level, while other people sit idly by and they want to reap the benefits of what someone else helped create. Now hear me. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag real quick and notify you of my intentions. My intent is not to endorse nor approve the behavior of the spiritually lazy individual who wants to bask in the presence of what someone else helped create. Yes, it's a pleasure to come to church. Yes, it's a pleasure to be with a group of people that love God and sit in an atmosphere charged with His presence. But I've come to preach to those who help make this presence what it is. I've come to preach to people who show up with a mindset, we're going to have a move of the Holy Ghost. We're going to break through this thing. We're going to get in the realm of the Spirit that God can give us revival. I know there's some that won't, don't want to do anything, but I've come to preach to people who show up with a mind to work and a mind to worship. Hear me, ma'am or sir. Don't you think for a moment that your neighbor always shows up wanting to worship. Don't you think for a moment that the people on this platform or the man that pulls this, fills this pulpit or the people up front worshiping, don't you think for a moment they never have a bad day? Don't fool yourself into thinking that they walk amongst the angels and they step on clouds as stones. No, these are real people. This is real life. These are real worshipers. And there's times in living for God where you feel absolutely nothing. Has anybody ever walked through the land of nothing? 
Has anybody ever showed up to the house of God and you didn't feel like worshiping and you didn't feel like praising and you didn't feel like pushing and you didn't feel like singing? I'm talking about the land of nothing. Many times we feel absolutely nothing. We come to church because we love God and we're faithful to God, but nothing is what we feel. Nothing is what we get. We think that we're spinning our wheels. We think that we're wasting time. Hear me tonight. I have a word for those people that know what it's like to feel absolutely nothing. We approach 1 Kings chapter 18 with importance always being placed upon the prophet. I believe we need to give him due honor. He is indeed the focal point. And if you read this very carefully, he just called fire down from heaven. He defeated the prophets of Baal, and he goes to the top of Mount Carmel, and he begins to pray. He once spoke the word that there would be no rain until I say so, and now he is petitioning God for rain. But the unnoticed yet extremely important individual, is the lowly servant. Tonight it is my mission to pluck him from the pages of obscurity and to put him in the spotlight of your mind because we can all relate to this person. We can all relate to the servant. You see, he heard the word of the Lord. Go look toward the sea. He went up. He looked. He was obedient to the word. He heard the word. He believed the word. He obeyed the word. Yet he got absolutely nothing. There is nothing. You can almost hear the disappointment in his voice. I did what the preacher said, yet I got nothing. What was the point of me stretching? What was the point of me reaching? I I did everything he asked me to do. I believed, I prayed, I worshipped, I praised, yet nothing happened. Have you ever felt like the servant felt? I've been there. I did everything I was asked to do. I did everything the preacher said to do. I believed. I named it and claimed it. I spoke it. I danced over it. I did everything. Yet I got absolutely nothing. If we're all honest, we have been there tonight. There's a whole lot of people that's walked in that place. But I believe tonight I have the answer for you. How do you get something out of nothing? It's found in Elisha's reply. He looked at him and he said, go again. How do you get something out of nothing? You go again. Even when it doesn't happen the first time. Even when it doesn't happen the second time. Even when you don't feel like it. You go Come on, I'm here to resurrect somebody's passion, somebody's faith, because hell has held you captive, because nothing has happened yet. But hear the word of the Lord. I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. If you can just believe it, if you can keep going. God, how do you get something? Go! 
Look at your neighbor and say, don't give up. Go again. Worship again. Pray again. Believe again. Press again. The enemy can't stop you if you don't give up. My God. I'm preaching to people who's been held in checkmate by shattered dreams. You've been held captive by strongholds like your pastor said this morning. And every time you get a little faith and nothing happens, you go back to your cocoon of doubt and fear. And hell holds you captive. Hear the word of the Lord. The only way you're going to break the stronghold is you're going to get enough faith to go again. Some of you desperately need a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. Some of you desperately need liberty in the Spirit. The only way it's going to happen is you're going to go again. You're going to go again. You're going to press. When the enemy presses you, you're going to press back. You're not going to give up. You're going to push in the Holy Ghost. The first thing you've got to understand is action always precedes abundance. We want the abundance. You can't get the abundance until you first move into action. You can't expect God's best without giving your best. The Bible says, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. That tells me that if you want it, you got to show God you want it. I question your level of desperation. When you ask once and you give up, I question how bad you want a breakthrough. When you push once and when hell pushes back or your fear holds you captive, you give in. Notice, there is a progression of intensity. Ask the next level. Seek the next level. Knock. That means that you have to intensify your effort. Don't settle with just asking. You got to seek it out. Don't settle with just seeking. You got to start knocking. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying uh, the more desperate you are, uh, the more action you take. This right here, this business right here. I've seen a lot of people like this that said they want to break through. That's not a breakthrough, honey. You show me somebody who wants a breakthrough. I'll show you somebody who's breaking out of a pew to get to God. And they're letting their actions move them into a place where they're hungry for God. Somebody needs to get hungry for what God has. Bible says, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness. You know why? They shall be filled. You know why they're going to be filled?
Because a hungry man won't wait for somebody to bring it to him. You take somebody truly hungry, they're not going to sit and wait for somebody to serve it to them with a white towel on their sleeve and come bring it to them. No, honey, you showed me somebody's pretty hungry. They're going to do whatever it takes to get what they need. That's what God says. God's trying to relate something. You showed me somebody hungry, somebody who wants it, somebody who's passionate. You can't get the abundance until you put forth action. There are people in this building that you have been hailed. You have been put in a box. The spirits of yesteryear, the mindsets of yesteryear, the things that have plagued your family, the things that have plagued your mind. Every time you felt like you got a little victory, by Monday morning, you was back where you once was. Hell doesn't mind you getting a breakthrough on Sunday if you crawl back in the box on Monday. But you hear the word of the Lord. Tonight we're going to get rid of the box. Tonight we're going to get rid of the prison. Tonight we're going to get rid of the cage And you're going to walk out of here in victory In the Holy Ghost You hear me tonight It's time For an abundance of rain If you want to get something You have to do something My God, hear me Atmosphere should never dictate action. Never. What, what, what you see should have no bearing on what you do. What your faith should have no bearing on your level or your desire to get to what God has. The mountaintop gets more praise than the valley ever did. Because we are emotionally driven people. We respond when we're in good moods. We respond when things are going well. We respond when everything is great. But what do you do when you see nothing? What do you do when you feel nothing? The nature of humanity is to close up. When it looks like life closes us off. And then we have a hard time reaching. We have a hard time pushing. I'm sure the servant thought it was crazy. Why should I go back again? I've already been there once. I've tried already. I've stepped up and nothing happened. I went to the altar and there was no breakthrough. Even though he didn't see anything, he kept going on. You hear the word of the Lord tonight. You will never break out until you first decide to break through. You'll never break out into the dimension God has until you break through your fear. You break through your insecurities. You break through your inhibitions. Whoever said praising God was easy, honey. But if you want to get what God has, you press your way through it. Atmosphere should have no bearing on action. It should have no bearing on what you do or how you push. Ask Paul and Silas what it's like to have a breakthrough when their surroundings were not conducive to a breakthrough. In a prison. 
They didn't have a nice... They didn't have a nice, beautiful sanctuary. They didn't have padded pews and air conditioning, nice singing. But they understood the power of a breakthrough. They understood how to get something out of nothing. They understood what it was like to push. Ecclesiastes said it like this. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. In other words, if you wait for your environment to get conducive to you responding. You'll never get what God has for you. Never. Never. There are people waiting for everything. Well, if, if they sing this song, if they do this, if this works out and this happens and that happens, then I'm going to respond. We have been conditioned to have a breakthrough when we feel like having a breakthrough. Let me tell you when you need a breakthrough, when you don't feel like having a breakthrough. That's when you need to kick it into high gear and say, you know what, everything within me says don't. But I believe if I respond to the Spirit, I can get something from my Kodomosat. Action produces anticipation. He was told, go again seven times. And you better believe with each trip, his faith grew stronger. His faith intensified. Anticipation grows. What you need to understand is this. Every time you press, your faith is growing. Every time you move, you step out, you respond. Your faith is going to another level. You may not feel like anything is happening. You say, preacher, I don't want to fake it. It ain't faking it, honey. It's faith in it. Ain't nothing fake about it. It's saying, I believe if I respond, my faith tells me I can have a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. My faith tells me if I hear the word of the Lord and I respond, God is going to answer. You need to get your faith up. Stand with me all over. I feel faith right now as the musicians come. I got plenty left to preach, but hear me. When you don't feel like doing it is when you need to do it the most. When hell is trying to hold you captive. When hell is trying to keep you in check, when hell is trying to hinder you, and everything within you says don't do it, if you can get your faith, if you can get your faith to cause you to respond, every time you believe and you step out, your faith grows. Hear me. Romans chapter 4 and verse 20. This is the amplified version. This is what it says. No unbelief or distrust made Abraham waver or doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. Watch this. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Every time you lift your hands, every time you worship Every time you push, your faith is going to another level. Your faith is moving to another dimension. How do you get something out of nothing, preacher? You go again. 
go again. You praise again. There's some people in here, it's been a long time since you just got lost in it. What you need to do is go again. You need to get it again. You need to press again. You need to believe again. All right? Hear me. When I read this, this stuck with me. There is a group of aborigines, a tribe in Australia. Every time they were ever called on to do a rain dance, and they danced, it rained. Only one tribe had that record. There were other tribes that they would dance, and sometimes it would rain, and sometimes it would Every time this one tribe would dance, it would rain. It puzzled many people. And finally, one person in the white community, they called on them and asked them to dance, and it rained. Finally, he asked the leader of that tribe, he said, I got a question. Why is it that every single time you dance, it rains? That leader looked at him and said, actually, it's quite simple. We just dance until it rains. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying you may not see the drops of rain right now. You may not feel it right now. But if you can keep on pushing, you can keep on dancing, you can keep on believing, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. If you can just believe with me and go again. Come on, if you believe and lift your hands to heaven right now all over this building. It's breakthrough night. It's breakthrough night. It's breakthrough.